0: What's up, everybody? It's Dan from Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the office. It's a uh, finally a decent day. It's uh, mid 60s here. Uh, it is Easter Sunday when I am recording this. Um, yeah, just uh, happy to be here. Thank you, everybody, for listening appreciate it very much. Um, Patreon supporters and all that. Very grateful, like always. So, I've been a busy week. Uh, unloading stuff from the uh, haul that I talked about last week. And, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, just busy as always, uh, which is good. Um, Sometimes it's overwhelming, too much, you know, irritated customers, stuff taking too long, that kind of thing, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, and it's what happens when you are well known. So, until I get more hands in the door, that's the best that uh, I'm going to be able to do. So, anyway, today's episode we are going to be talking about towing. And I don't, this isn't just limited to, uh, you know, one-ton pickups. I'm going to try to cover a lot of different things. And several of the things kind of overlap as well. So if you got a four-cylinder Scout 80 and you still want to haul something, uh, you know, this is just as relevant for you as it is for the guy with the 1310 camper special travelette. Uh, so we're going to jump right in. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not an expert. Um, I don't claim to be an expert at any of this stuff, but what I do claim is that I've been doing it long enough and I do it so much that I have learned a lot. I've learned more doing this than a lot of people will, you know, in their whole life. You, I, I've towed stuff across the country so many times that I've seen stuff break and fall apart and come loose that you would never imagine in a million years. Um, I had, I had the ding hairpin come out of my hitch pin one time because um, i i hit a chunk of tire on the road and it popped the pin out uh that's the only thing i can think of because the other end of my hitch pin was bent it's bent so that the hitch pin can't rotate it's locked in place so it's not like the pin rotated and and then the the hairpin came out it something had to have struck it to push it out Um, so uh, I've started putting my pin in the other way the other direction so that any road debris kicking up pushes it in harder and not the other way where it can push it out but anyway we will back up and start with the uh, basics as far as your vehicle setup goes Many of the internationals, uh, Scouts, Trucks, travelalls had the option of a step bumper, which is like the truck bumper style instead of, uh, you know, the smooth chrome or whatever. And on this step bumper, there's usually a hole or two or three for a ball. And pretty much every truck that's ever come in here that had a step bumper had a ball on it. And you know the balls vary from, jeez, what are they? Inch and five eighths. There's a there's a weird size in there. Uh, that's I don't tow I don't tow really light stuff, so I don't have a ton of experience with the small balls. But I want to say there's like an inch and five eighths ball, and then a two inch ball, and i've seen people get them confused and put a two inch hitch on an inch and five eighths ball and it it holds but uh it doesn't doesn't last forever it will come off um so you know you got to pay attention to the ball sizing in relation to what trailer you're going to be pulling and a lot of these trailers have the ball size stamped on the tongue somewhere usually around the handle unless it's a really old trailer Um, most of modern hitches have what ball size is supposed to be stamped on it Um, but what I'm getting at is that step bumper depending on how it's attached if it's attached like the factory had it like on the Scout 2 where it uses two kind of angle pieces uh, bent and then they run down the frame and they're attached to the frame in a couple places you're good, I want to say it's good for 250 pounds of tongue weight, and I think they limit your capacity, man, Uh, I wouldn't tow anything more than like 2,500 pounds with it, a small aluminum boat, um, a small camp trailer, a pop-up tent trailer, something like that, Uh, again, I'm, some of these numbers are coming out of my butt, uh, because I don't have the Stuff in front of me because I don't prepare for this. I just do this off of what I know and what I kind of remember. So again, don't overdo it on the tongue weight uh, for the step bumper because they just they can't handle a lot. So um, you know, and this is true all the way up into the the pickups. You know, I've seen plenty of of three quarter ton pickups come in here with just step bumpers and a hitch and usually those they've welded the ball to the bumper because it's come loose or they didn't have a nut or something and so they just weld it on and i don't recommend doing that um, just because Uh, but if you are planning on only towing something really light uh the bumper mounted ball is is satisfactory Especially in the early scouts the little 80s and 800s or four cylinders i wouldn't tow more than about 2,000 pounds with it anyways uh and that's not just because of the the bumper capacity that's the vehicle capacity um especially in the 80s that little dana 27 can only take so much abuse uh and you start hooking up weight to it you're just adding more stress on the axle shafts and the ring and pinion uh not to mention the brakes um vehicle brakes are super important and the early scouts with their nine inch front drums and nine inch rear drums and they just they're decent for the scout themselves but when you start loading them up you really are pushing it uh and then you know okay so you maybe you put Trailer brake controller in, and then you can have trailer brakes. That's helpful, but it's not exactly an end all for brake brake problems. Uh, so again, you want to you want to kind of restrict yourself to what your vehicle is capable of, and you know towing like that. Early Scouts, like I said, you're good for. Small trailer, small pop-up camper, a small aluminum boat, a canoe trailer or something like that. But it really, you know, you will, I don't, I definitely wouldn't go more than about 2,500 pounds of whatever you're towing behind you. Uh, V8, 800s, they give you all the confidence to pull the weight, especially when you've got a four speed and a Dana 44, um, you can tow more. Uh the brakes are a little bigger on the eight hundreds. The you know drivetrains a little more robust. But again, your brakes are still your limiting factor. Um, and then they're you know it's a smaller vehicle. Yeah it's got a hundred inch wheelbase, but it's narrow and it's still fairly light. Uh you know you're four thousand pounds or so. So again I wouldn't tow anything more than 3,000, 3,500 pounds. If you had, um, a trailer brake controller and like a front disc conversion and, and, and all that, then I would, I would be okay with going up to like 4,000 pounds, 4,500 pounds, you know, a small camp trailer, a decent little boat, um, and things like that, you know, and you're, and you also have to consider if you're towing, um, a boat and you got the family and you got your gear and the scout and you got stuff you're not just pulling a you know three thousand pound boat you're also hauling a thousand pounds of extra gear now uh so that also adds to the load that the uh, scout has to carry so keep that in mind also it's not just loading in that respect but loading overall um So and I know we've all heard the stories, or we've all seen, or we all know someone's grandpa's, uncle's brother, sister that hauled, you know, a forty-foot mobile home behind their scout and you know, whatever. But I just try to err on the side of safety and function, you know. There's no sense in operating at the max capacity of what you're what you've got. You know, I've done that. I've done that for years, and it always bites you um you know you always I try not to go more than about 75 percent of max so if if the literature says that you're capable of 5,000 pounds of towing a 5,000 pound trailer I really try not to go over 4,000 pounds um just to help keep the wear and tear down and the safety keep the brakes working and and that kind of thing so um you know, so if you've got a V8 800 and you've got some updated brakes, you can, you can push that weight capacity a little bit, but remember you're still using a step bumper and the tongue weight on a step bumper is pretty limited. So you start pulling weight, you're putting a lot of stress on that step bumper. Um, there are uh, receiver hitches available for the scouts that, you know, it's the square tube receiver, class two, class three, class four, that you can mount to the Scout frame, which is, does uh, increase the safety of towing. Um, doesn't do anything for the weight capacity of the truck or anything like that, but it definitely makes your attachment point safer. And then that brings me up to the Scout 2. Um, scout 2s are a little more capable at towing. Again, step bumper, you're still limited. I think the Scout 2 step bumpers were good to like 500 pounds, but I, that's, I would consider that max capacity um, for a Scout 2 step bumper. Uh, the Class 3 or Class 4 receiver hitch is a lot more common for the Scout 2s. I definitely recommend you get that. Even if you're towing a small item, small boat, whatever, um, receiver hitch is just a, it's just a better way to go uh, in general um you know and then you can use the step bumper as a step and not have a ball in the way that you have to step around or whatever i just i I like the receiver hitches on on everything and so i would recommend that with your scout two and scout twos are good um you know v8 dana 44s again for the axles and they're just more durable for towing Uh, I do believe a Scout 2 is rated at 5,000 pounds. Um, So, you know, make sure your tires are up to that that load. Uh, If you have an automatic transmission, definitely make sure you have an additional cooler, Uh, not just the cooler that's in the radiator already, but a secondary standalone external fin cooler uh, for that transmission fluid. It's very important that... uh, the transmission fluids stay cool and up to the level. Um, you know again, the brakes. make sure your brakes are up to snuff. You, you've got the 11 inch drums, make sure they're good shoes and adjusted up. make sure your discs are good shape. If you do have a drum brake, Scout 2, you know 72, 73, uh, make sure your drums are adjusted good. All that stuff is tuned up the way it should be. Um, your cooling system is up to it cause you're, you know, if you're going to pull a 4,000 pound trailer, especially a camper, it's not just the weight you're hitting. It's, you've got wind drag and you know, that camper just bashing against the air the whole way. It makes it feel like you're towing, you know, 6,000 pounds. So your cooling system needs to be up to it. The tune needs to be good. Like it really needs to be in tip top operating condition uh, for towing. Uh, I've seen guys use the like stabilizer bars those like spring bars that go off of a load distributing distributing hitch um those help some with like the bounce going down the road and and just some of the stability but uh yeah I just uh you know you really want the scout to be in in tip top shape you know, good shocks that kind of thing and then make sure that your trailer is also ready for the road good tires it's loaded correctly you don't have too much tail weight um you know i've seen campers get loaded where you know it's got a spare tire on the back and a bicycle rack on the back and then when it gets loaded for some reason all the coolers and the gear gets put in the back and then you start going down the road and you get wicked fishtail and you don't know why you know, it's like we'll move everything to the front put everything move the tongue everything to the front and that generally will solve the fishtail um and i try not to mount too much stuff to the back of the camper anyways because uh, if it falls off you might not know it falls off uh, so that's uh, what i would do on the scout Two, the traveler and Terra is the same way you know they're just longer 118 inch wheelbase um, but they're essentially the same as the Scout 2. So all that stuff applies to them as far as uh, um, mechanical condition. Uh, I do like towing with the Terra a little bit more or a Traveler. That that little bit extra wheelbase, that 18 inches, they just seem to tow better. Um, a little more stable, tow a little straighter, uh, just handle a trailer a little bit better. I still would keep your weight capacity around the same um, and, you know, pay attention. But the terrors and Travelers are good uh, pullers in, you know, when you're doing light duty, stuff like that. Um, travel alls. Now we're getting up into truck stuff. The Travelalls are, you know, kind of meant to tow. Like their advertisements were always about towing. Uh, family outings, yeah, they're station wagons, but they're, you know, more rugged. Um, you know, I, guys tow with 1010 travel alls all the time. I personally am not a fan of the 1010 because they have that torsion bar front end or IFS front end, and they usually Dana 44s in the back. And a Dana 44 and a Scout is fine, um, but you get into a full size, and you're pushing the weight capacity of that forty four. Um, that's why some of the half-ton travel alls had a Dana 60. Uh, it was still a semi-float, uh, still had a set 10 bearing end, just like a Dana 44, but it had the bigger ring and pinion of the 60. So, um, you know, cause you will wear out ring and pinions if you're towing all the time with a small axle. Um, so again, you know, you can tow with a 1010 and they do, they make fine towers, uh, the extra wheelbase, because travelalls are 119, um, they're wider, they're lower. You know, of course, then you've got the V8, especially if you're lucky and you've got a 392 or uh, even a 345. Um, they're, you know, just good trailer pullers. Uh, I, I The capacity goes up on those as well. I don't know the travel all numbers off the top of my head. Um, but I do recommend when you start getting into the bigger, uh, you know, anything over about, and even with the scout twos, I would recommend a trailer brake controller, uh, if you're towing, you know, a four or 5,000 pound camper. Uh, but I would almost, you know, it's a must in, when you start getting above 3,500 pounds in a, in a tow, whatever boat camper, whatever, when you, uh, start getting that heavy you definitely need a trailer brake controller um and then i would look more into the stabilizer hitches as well they're uh, important just for keeping the the trailer under control when you hit bumps or uneven road surfaces or or things like that like it's just another one of those important things um i don't use them all the time usually because my trucks have such heavy springs that i don't get that bounce uh, but i'll talk about that later um you know the other half-ton travel all like the the 100s uh in two or four wheel drive you know i would consider that the next step up from the 1010 yeah there's still dana 44 but they're usually a little bit heavier duty um as far as suspension packages go uh you know you get that class 3 hitch um, you know so again same same as before with the travel all just really stop using step bumpers if they have them and go to an actual class 3 or class 4 hitch um, that's that's really the important thing there is just how you attach them so hopefully this uh, isn't too choppy I just got a warning that my computer is freaking out and uh i think some of the audio got dropped but i i don't know yet anyway uh it's all about how you attach the uh the trailer you know making sure you have a good hitch um two inch ball is kind of the standard um i run uh two and five sixteenths ball on all my heavy trailers um just because of you know more capacity um, but anyway, yeah, so then you move up again into like, um, well, some of the options with the tow packages on the travel alls were things like sway bars. Um, the sway bars are handy just to help keep the roll down when you're going around corners and things like that. Um, you know, shock packages, there were like air shocks that they you could. Like pump up to help support the loads. So you didn't get so much tail drag, um, you know. And I I recommend airbags to you know if you're towing a heavy trailer or anything like that. But really, um, airbags. And I know I should take my own advice. I don't have airbags on the black truck, um, and I probably should with the amount of weight that I haul. But uh, and it's on my list. I've got the bags. I've got brackets. I just you know get off my butt and do them uh so yeah but then we move up into pickups you know half ton short bed pickups are the same as a travel all 119 usually or 122 or something there it varies on the package but same thing you know class three hitch don't depend on that step bumper get yourself a trailer brake controller making sure all of your mechanicals are top notch um, you know, remember you're going to use twice as much fuel when you're towing. So if you've only got one tank and a questionable fuel gauge, you might want to do something about that. Um, you know, and then we move up into three quarter tons, uh, travel alls, you know, they did have a three quarter ton travel all. And, you know, it's set up the same way, just heavy springs, uh, sway bar. Usually I like the airbags if you're pulling uh, Three-quarter tons had full float rear ends, uh, which are Dana 60s, um, or in the C-series and early ones, you had like the RA 10, RA 11, um, which is like the international version of a full float axle, mm-hmm. sometimes referred to as a corporate axle. And so, uh, and they're they're good. They're fine axles as well. It's just hard to get parts for now. Uh, You know, ring and pinions and stuff are obsolete. But uh, the Dana 60s that came in the three-quarter tons uh, is a fine axle, uh, full flow, meaning that the weight of the truck is carried on two roller bearings and the power is transmitted through an axle shaft that floats through the spindle. It doesn't touch anything until it gets to the hub flange where it's where it bolts on to the outer hub flange. Um, they usually have good-sized brakes. Um, so again, you know, if you're towing with your pickup, make sure it's up to the task. Um, good brakes or tuned-up brakes, proper operation. By now, you should absolutely have trailer brake controller, no excuse not to. Uh, make sure your wiring is good. You know, I've seen so many with just scab together, scotch lock, duct tape, wrapped up, you know, crappy wiring jobs. Um, You know, a good seven pin flat uh, RV connector is kind of the gold standard these days. Um, That's what everything's set up for. There's wiring diagrams online so you can wire it correctly. So no matter what trailer you hook up to. Uh, at least, you know, your end is correct, um, but that's super important. You know, making sure you have good trailer lights, uh, having an inline fuse on the um, trailer plugs is a good idea. So, you know, the factory uh, light circuit in an international pickup uses, I think it's a 14 amp uh, fuse, 14 amp glass fuse and if you hook up a trailer now you've added more load to the light circuit not just you know the truck lights but now it's got to power however many lights are on your trailer which you should have at least two on the back uh if not more than that so if you have any questionable electrical connections or anything like that you are going to risk um blowing that fuse and you might not know it until you know it's dark because the headlights are on a separate fuse so you might be going down the road and you know your headlights will be working but your none of the other lights will uh so one of the things that i used to do back in the day was uh on my trailer plugs i would add inline fuses um if my if the truck fuse was a 14 amp I would put a 10 amp inline fuse that way that fuse would blow before the truck one. And, um, this was important, you know, if you didn't carry a lot of extra parts or you didn't want to carry a whole big pack of fuses with you, as far as, you know, for the truck, the glass fuses are getting hard to get and that kind of thing. Um, so you just do the inline fuse holders with the blade fuses, and those are way easier to get Um, but you know uh, and then the other thing is if you have a camper and you are running a charge wire uh, to keep the batteries up or things like that make sure that the truck again um, you has a good fuse on it so that the you're not forcing the truck a battery or alternator to to charge up a, a battery that has too much draw or another problem like that you want to separate the truck from any kind of uh, uh, connection problem draw problem short uh, anything like that so having inline fuse in that circuit uh, is a good idea but you know don't half-ass it when you're wiring in your trailer plug if you're back there and you know don't just hook up the the turn signal and the running lights like make sure you connect the ground circuit And make sure that you run the brake wire and make sure you run the charge wire. And some of them have the backup light wire, which is uh, depending on which diagram you look at. Uh, You know, so if you are going to hook all that stuff up, just do it. And then in the future, because it never friggin' fails, that it's. The night before you're leaving for a camping trip or you're leaving for a boat trip or whatever, you hook up and, oh, this doesn't work. That doesn't work. This isn't charging. Oh, the brake wires, you know, oh, my brakes, I don't have it or whatever. And it's your last minute. You're out there with a headlamp trying to wire in another circuit into your trailer plug when you could have done it initially and been ready to go. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's not going to be wired wrong for your buddy's hack boat trailer plug, you know. Uh, and that that leads me to another little tangent about um, borrowing trailers from people. Uh, I just, I gave up on that years ago, uh, partially because my business needed its own trailers and so I just had to buy them. But there was a time where I was borrowing trailers and every time I borrowed a trailer, I'd have to rewire the dang plug because theirs was just janky, broken, backed up, you know, stuff crossed. You turn on the right signal and the left one would blink. And, you know, so I just ended up, I'd have to fix these trailers and or fix my adjust my plug to f- adapt to their trailer. And it just got really old. So... I just ended up having my own trailers and then everything was wired fine and I didn't have to worry about it. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things where you want to just make sure your stuff is set up right from the get go. And then you don't have to worry about it in the future. Uh, and it's just easier that way. Uh, so yeah, you know, and then the final thing is it all applies even up to, like I say, the one ton, the 1,310, 1,300 camper special travelettes, whatever. You know, sway bars, class four hitch, good trailer brakes, good brakes. Make sure your stuff is up to the task of pulling. Um, You know, good fuel filters, because you're going to be running way higher in throttle just to keep going down the road. Um, You know, again, with the automatics, if you're towing really heavy, I would recommend an even larger cooler or even a a standalone cooler with its own fan on it. Uh, And maybe even a temperature gauge so that you can monitor the trans temperature just so that, you know, you know, Hey, you just climbed rattlesnake pass in Wyoming and you know, that is hell on automatic transmissions. I know because I've gone up it before and you know, knowing what my trans temp is, is a, a, extremely invaluable feature so you know something to look into if you're going to tow all the time and that's we set up a lot of our restorations with those gauges because people are doing it to tow they want you know we're building a ls-powered c-series travel all and the guy's sole duty for it besides some you know putter around town is to tow an airstream So it's getting a trans temp gauge and it's getting some other features that are going to make it, you know, that much better. So anyway, hopefully it was uh, mildly informative. I'm sure there were some pretty obvious things, especially you guys that tow often. You know, uh, you already know this stuff. But anyway, uh, hopefully you guys learned something and I appreciate you guys. Uh, Remember to like it, share it, subscribe it, tell your friends. And until next time, I'm Dan from Blander Boneyard.